Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey everybody, welcome back to Ike Live. I hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. I know we are. Uh, you're watching a special episode. This is actually show 100, Pete. Show 100. Can't believe it. It's been amazing. Yeah. Uh, Beck, it's been – Has it? does it feel like it's been 100 shows? That's a, that's a no, big number. No, that, that seems like a very big number. It seems like a big number. Yeah. Now, let me, let me tell you, Brian DeCarpenter, in the grand <laughs> scheme – of podcasting. How, how comfortable are you on a, on a grand scheme right now? On a grand scheme of podcasting, <laughs> that's probably not a lot, right? If you if you look at somebody like a Rogan or yeah, he's on like thirteen hundred. He's on thirteen hundred, right? It's mm-hmm. it's not a lot, but well, I feel I feel very proud of one hundred shows. That's good. Feel very proud, Pete. I, I think you should. I mean, we didn't know. I certainly didn't know what the heck you were getting me into <laughs> uh, seven years ago, <laughs> and uh, you know. It's it's gotten a lot better, you know, as a group, as a team. We talk a lot better. I remember talking over each other. We were a awful lot in the early, beginning. Early, we would just step right all over the dialogue. Yeah. And not not let in, not let everybody say their piece, and and we've gotten better, entertaining some some amazing moments over yeah. the last seven years. A lot of amazing moments. I got to tell you, here's the thing, and I want to make sure that I I tell this story, is that a lot. In the last four or five years, I'll be at a tournament, I'll be at a, a fishing show, yeah. wherever. I'll be somewhere out, and they and I have I have a fan come up and they say, "Oh man, I Mike Ike, I, I love the show. Yeah. I love the show." And in my mind, right, I'm thinking, "Oh, they liked Fish My City, or they liked the old City Limits fishing. They liked one of the TV shows." And then they start talking more, and they're like, oh, man, that Dave is so funny. Oh, Pete, he's so – you know, and, and I'm like, he's talking about Ike Live. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like totally – you've seen that happen a lot. It's crazy how many people relate to the show. Why is that, Beck? Why do people relate to the show so much? Well, because I think they get to – It's not very good. It's not. <laughs> they get to see That's us, fine, I think, yeah. like in our, our natural state you yeah. know like we just talk like we talk to each other so i they i imagine they probably feel like they're like just sitting in the room with us like yeah we're just all hanging out this is how we yeah. shoot the shit yeah. like we tease each other like this in person i mean this this is just the way we are yeah and everyone's fair game yep. yeah just, people connect people connect with it and it it's amazing like I, I remember uh i was talking with one guy and he would measure the distance to the tournament by how many episodes of Ike Live he could listen to. Wow, yeah. You know, if he could get three episodes in before he got to the boat ramp, it was a long drive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a really long drive. Because our shows (laughs) are forever. (laughs) Forever. They're forever. uh, Here's a trivia question for you. Who is the only person who's been on, who's, this is their actual 100th show? Wow. Is it Brian? The one and only. Oh, I'm good wow. at the trivia. What? 
this is how, bit, is how is that true? It is true. Think about it. It is true. So this is 100 shows. Right. It's actually my 100th show. It's your 100th show. But I for sure haven't been on every show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I've sky- So basically it's Brian Live. We just schedule whenever Brian's available. It's Carpenter Live. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Carpenter Live. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I also like that that Brian hates the costumes as much as he does. I'm really bad at costumes. You hate the costumes? No, I don't hate them. Oh, they're fun. This is a fun part of the yeah, show. Yeah, but I always look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, but let's, I mean, be, on, but not let's be honest not why this tonight, happens. Though. Like, you're the guy who two days ago was like, oh, I didn't get a costume. What am I going to do? And I tried to Amazon you one. I just, it's, I'm just not good at it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I was I was in a, on your side, Brian, like early on on the costumes, yeah. like because you know this was all new to me. I'm I'm like we're doing what we're going live and and the pressure and I didn't know what we were. I'm like, what are we supposed to be talking about? Like we're just making this stuff up as we go along, and I, I felt a lot of pressure. And then Becky's giving me a turkey costume to wear <laughs> and a pilgrim Pete and turkey. A, <laughs> Yeah, but it just lightens the mood. You know what I mean? Like if you're dressed like a turkey, it doesn't yeah. really matter what you say. That's now. right. It's true. And uh, but but it was so at first it, it threw me for a loop, but I've kind of embraced it, a, and it's a lot of fun. I like it. I'm glad you embraced it. All right, now Daniel and Corey, I want to call you to play on this, and I know you guys have watched shows in the past. Is there one show that sticks out for you guys that you look back and say? That was the best show, or that was the worst show, or what show stands out to you in, in the chronicles of Ike Live? I think this is the best show. Wow, this is the best tonight. Best. I did great. <laughs> hold on, round of applause. <laughs> no, but hold on. Corey embraces the dressing up. You like, do. When we and first like mentioned that. that you might have to dress up, all of a sudden there were. Six to ten Amazon packages. <laughs> <laughs> he likes cosplay. Yeah. That's awesome. Man, you are not alone. I, I was shopping for the costume for, for Ego, and I'm like thinking to myself, all right, he's the only guy that doesn't have makeup. He just has hair and a beard. Like, it's going to cost me like five bucks. And they got... $250 ego outfits. <laughs> but what would the costume be? It's all about the robes and the, the leather jacket pieces. Yeah. All the cosplay people, cosplay people, mm-hmm. they, they want the details. Yeah, leather, baby, leather. And they get these custom... So wait, what's cosplay? Like, that's a costume... People pe- do this all the time, yeah. yeah so it's like up. just people into yeah. costumes. You've been yeah. the... There's professional cosplayers. I mean, they get paid. They have YouTube channels. That, yeah. Uh, Instagram, same stuff you guys all do. Yep. Cosplay, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, you. you I wow. looked up on sites and and they custom make your costume. You you like the measurements of your arm, your chest, yeah, your waist, your hips, because they want to get it. They want to fit you just perfect. So I saw I saw it. that I could have done that yeah. um for for mine instead. I just got the jacket and the wig because yeah. I I I owned the rest. That's of not your my, real hair. My leather, you know. So <laughs> that's not your real hair. I grew it out and dyed it just. But for that's this. your real skin color though. Yep. Yeah. I just took my makeup off. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> the message board loves the costumes, by the way, and they said that Brian looks like a black and blue Senko. 
The Wawa Hoagie Lady. Yes. The Wawa Hoagie Lady also said that Brian pretty much just hates everything. Wawa Hoagie. Shout out to Wawa Hoagie Lady. We love our Wawa Hoagie Lady. Is Pete taking Brian home tonight then? Maybe. So has Wawa Hoagie Lady also been a part of 100 shows? May have been. Close. Gotta be close. Right? We got There's a few people on the message board that have been around for a long I mean, way before I was on the show and just on the message board, too, I've been seeing these people. So, you know, there's a lot of people that have been with you guys for a long I time. I wonder what so. everyone else's favorite shows are. Well, I, I don't know, but I, I do want to ask Riz, what was your favorite show? You, I know you watched them before you got into the crew here. Do you have one that stands out that you look back on and say that was an awesome show? Um, Yeah, I would have to say the first time that Seth was in town, because that's like yeah. the, one of the first times that me and Brian ever like actually really like hung out. Yep. You know what I mean? So that was... Uh, that was cool. Um, and then the first, the the episode before the first Ike Foundation tournament. Yeah. Yeah, he signed Wayne's forehead that night. Yes. So <laughs> those two episodes really stand out. Uh, the the eight-hour show. You enjoyed the eight-hour show? Yeah. The one, uh, that <laughs> no, was a marathon actually, show. Actually, yeah. even the year after that, before, before the Ike Foundation tournament the next year, when you were drinking Bud Light, that was a great one, too. That was a good one. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> Uh, and let me mention real quick, Brian the Carpenter. Uh, we have a character standing behind you that's uh, uh, here tonight from a galaxy far, far away. That's right. Who is that? Intern Scarecrow. Intern Scarecrow, <laughs> aka Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> tonight, maybe the best costume of all tonight. Look at that. Very in character too. As well. Real Probably quick. the most fitting. Him and Pete are naturally fit their costumes. They better. do. Like Pete's just wearing a great T-shirt or a yeah. sweatshirt <laughs> and slicked his hair back. And he it's Carhartt. I got a pirate belt. And oh, Pete got that shirt free at a bass tournament. <laughs> it was like a European uh, handbag. Mad bag. Mine Mike, is. Mike has one. I of have those. one on. Hey, yeah. On the favorite show front, uh, maybe not favorite show. But favorite part of the show was the after hours. My favorite part of the whole show. Oh, yeah. All right, Miss Becky. Miss Becky. We're not bringing back. <laughs> Tonight. The damage control I would have to do the next day was horrific. <laughs> We're not bringing that back. There was no self-control. Yeah, but 90%. So, you know, I'm going to change the subject. You know who I'm really missing? <laughs> Dave. Yeah. Dave, Dave, I love Dave in a costume. I yeah. love Dave in his yeah. comments. Yes. I am missing Dave tonight. I'm missing Dave tonight, He is too. the bomb at Halloween he is episodes. All right. There is a possibility that we might have a Dave we'll call, him. call tonight. Yeah, we'll we got to call, gotta call okay. him. Yeah. I hope we do. I really want to talk to Dave. He's missed. Let's get to our... Uh, Mike, the, the Wawa Hoagie lady was actually on the flats today. Wow. Well, he said he saw you pass him at about 200 miles per hour. Oh, <laughs> that may be true. I like how the Wawa hoagie lady, he was on the flats yeah. today. Oh, I feel uh, like this uh, is one of these. Yeah. He? The hey, Wawa hoagie lady. He Black his, and red boat? He his him? Uh, he may be him. Maybe a him, maybe a her. Sparkleberry blue? Yeah. What kind of restroom does he they do the you. <laughs> Whichever one they choose. We don't know what kind of restroom they No identification. You can choose any bathroom yeah. now. Mm-hmm. That's right. What, what was your favorite episode, Mike? I mean, I, I don't know. I've, I had a lot of them. I, I'd say... Post uh, River win? I, I, that was a good one. That was Post, a tough one. That was a, that was a tough one. Out. I was wiped. I think, I think my favorite show... Was the um, announcement to the announcement to the announcement to the announcement <laughs> to the announcement show, where we kept people on the edge of their chair 
for well over three hours and for the big announcement, and um, we had technical difficulties. I just yeah. don't know what happened that <laughs> no, night. No, it was like five hours. It was a five-hour uh, show. It was a MLF long and show. And FLW on. Yeah. And then. Yeah. That was one of my favorite. Yeah, I, and then I our think. feed got dropped. And our, our feed got dropped somehow. Oh, I don't yeah. know how that happened, but, uh, man, there's been so many good ones. There's been some bad ones, and even those were memorable, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, the Jim Miller show. We had the Miller brothers in. That Great was, show. That was awesome. Um, our our, uh, our uh, special ops yeah, show. Yeah, spec ops mm-hmm. guys. Was Unbelievable show. Swindle was amazing. Swindle. <laughs> <In> the red <laughs> jumpsuit. Swindle in, in, in full jumpsuit. Yeah. Well, he, he was weighing amazing. in his fish that night. If, if there was a weigh-in, he was bringing oh, his fish Oh, he's bringing them in. He's bringing them in. Uh, <laughs> one, one of my favorites was the Lee brothers. Lee brothers, yeah. When we had them busting each other's chops. That was a good on, one. On the sofa and... Uh, just that was the, actually Dave as Matt Lee. Oh, was that what that was? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was Matt. <laughs> What's in balloon. that coffee cup? That was Jordan on Skype and Dave with a helium balloon as Matt Lee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so good that Pete actually thought, thought it was Matt. Was a funny thing. We it? had him in studio. We had Jordan in studio. Yes. Wasn't Matt there with him, or was he skyping? No. No, uh, no we did. No, ha- we had them both. In... We we did have them both on via Skype before. We did. When that they is were still true. College, yeah, when, when they, they were, were still they were bunk beds. They yeah, it's from bunk beds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> before Jordan started dominating the world. Well, I just remember. I, I just remember Jordan being there and interviewing him and. Him just being so cool and relaxed. Oh yeah. Like. Well, the, wait. When he was there physically was, there was the yeah. pro am. So that was he before was he'd won. Yeah. That was before he'd had his wins. Is it? Yeah. Our first pro-am when he was there, because he was at the first pro-am. Wow. So it, So we had a young Jordan Lee. We had a young Jordan Lee twice, because college and then pre-classic wins, wow. and then Skype after, and yeah. that's when Dave did the Matt Lee. Did you realize yeah. your eye color matches your skin color? <laughs> it's creepy. Wow, it's awesome. <laughs> green eyes and green skin. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, that, hot. That that last episode, I think Matt is still mad about. I know. Most yeah. likely, there's a lot of people still mad at us. Yeah, <laughs> we're well, assholes. I'm well, there's sorry. there's been a ton of shows, and once again, everybody watching tonight, all the fans and viewers of Ike Live, thank you. Uh, here at at one zero zero one hundred uh, in, we want to thank you for watching, for supporting the show. You make it possible, and uh, you know we keep keep it simple. We talk fishing and drink beer, and thank you for supporting this show we really appreciate it all right brian the carpenter i think uh you want to keep going here don't you i saw a little hand signal what do you got do i I have to sit on the pillow okay yeah you have to sit on the pillow you have to be high high? we need you high we need you as tall as you can get please it's not comfortable all right so we're going to keep the show going and i know a lot of you watching and listening uh this is a big moment for you you're you waited for this portion of the show and uh, I'm excited because um, just like you, if you're listening and watching, this is all new to you, too. So uh, this is going to be a great opportunity to learn a lot, Pete, about a really big announcement uh, that we all saw via social media, via the press releases mm-hmm. that came out on every fishing website um, about the National Professional Fishing League launching a new circuit. And uh it's you you know in today's age of fishing with everything else going on, this is a big deal. This is a this is a big announcement. This isn't some little pickup league we're talking about with 20 boats in South Jersey. This is a full scale national league, um, you know that's going to solicit 
professional anglers to fish in its tour. So I'm super, super excited uh, to hear about it. And I, I, I'm excited to say that we're probably one of the first bigger podcasts to have these guys on to talk about it. We've got Al and Paul joining us right now on Skype to talk about the National Professional Fishing League. How you doing, guys? Awesome. Awesome. It's an honor and privilege to be here. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we saw the news the last few days, and we all were caught off guard, excited, uh, all at the same time, I'd say. what? What? Right before we talk about anything, what has been the reception that you guys have received? Have you... I'm, I'm sure your phones and emails have been really just gone crazy in the last 48 hours. Has it has it been nuts? And what's the reception you're receiving to this release, this news? Go ahead, Polly. Uh, on my on my home front, I have seen a very polarized reception. Um, the text calls, uh, everybody reaching out to me personally for my network. I want to thank because it's all been good stuff. Um, and I'm really appreciative of the support that we get from an industry that, uh, that, you know, it's a, it's a competitive industry that we're in. Um, so on the, on the personal side, it's been very receptive. Um, I got, I got great partners and people that we've surrounded ourselves with. So that's a good thing on the internet. Like anything, I, I feel like I hate to give a percentage, but, but we have a percentage of folks that, um, you know, think it's diluting the market, think that, uh, you know, we're not doing what's in the best in interest of the industry. And, you know, our, our goal is to make the industry help grow the industry, help help make the industry um, better. We're not competing with anyone, you know, in today's current state, nor, nor do we want to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm all for anything that advances the sport of fishing or the sport of professional fishing. I'm for. I can tell you that. And, uh and, and anything that grows the sport, I want that, Pete. I want things that grow the sport. Let me let me shoot straight to my first big question. I know Pete and I'm sure Becky and a lot of the guys in the room tonight have questions, but I want to stick to my first one, and it's real simple. It's a one-word question. Why? Why start the professional, the National Professional Fishing League? Why? You know, basically, Mike, the, the reason that I got together with Brad and Michelle and with Bringing this out, it's a five thousand dollar entry, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Look, there's a lot of different avenues for anglers out there of all different skill levels to invest their money and go out and win, you know, different prize money. Whether they can make it to the elites, whether they can make it to major league fishing, FLW Pro Circuit, they want to fish the coasts. Here, we're just giving them another platform. 
It's going to be real intimate at 125 invites. And we really think, based on the feedback we've gotten just in the last two days, um, that this thing is really going to be something to go uh, in 2021. If if I can add to, if I can add to what Alan's saying, Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bold here, and I'm gonna say that we're doing it because of you, because of guys like Gerald Swindle, because of guys like John Cruz, Chris Aldane, Brandon Palinak, all these people who preceded these tournament anglers, who at one point in time lit a fire in some kid that is undeniably strong and passionate, and he wants to reach the top level tier of bass fishing. It, hopefully this is a this is a trail that he can come fish for a couple years, make a pile of money, and then go chase his dream on the classic stage. If yeah. we can if we can be a stepping stone to put people in your shoes, you know, eventually when the time is right, and help them to to facilitate the cash flow to be able to do that, then our job's done. Yeah, and, and again, I I want to reiterate, I love it. You know, if 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 that's the reason, and you know. This new league will help get more people involved in the sport on the professional level. I'm all for it. I think I think it's great. Um, the timing of this is interesting. You know, with the state of the, the sport right now, with sort of everything that's happened in the last, uh, you know, 12 plus months, the timing is interesting. Was this created at all? in response to MLF and, in, in particular, the recent purchase of FLW? Was this a, a, a response to to that? Well, the, the genesis of this thing started about three years ago. Um, I put the business plan together, uh, kind of shelved it, just got busy with a lot of things as far as my trucking career goes, uh, working with the Big Bass Bash and Anglers in Action, and then when everything started brewing up about four or five weeks ago about uh, Major League Fishing, the Bass Pro Tour, and FLW, then you kind of saw what the format was going to go to. This was perfect timing, in my opinion, and talking with Paul and Brad and Michelle, that, hey, let's put this out there. This is what I've got together already. Let's get everything together. Put it out there. We did a lot, a lot of research leading up to the release of this on Monday. Uh, we just didn't throw our hats out there and basically uh-huh. say, look, we're just putting out this press release and all this stuff. We thought about this meticulously. Uh, we had a lot of conversations with a lot of pro anglers from different circuits. We got a lot of feedback. Um, we want to put the best platform out there for those anglers um, that will get them to where they want as far as their professional bass fishing dreams go. So to answer your question, I would say it's 50-50. I've always had a passion. I wanted to do this optically and logistically. I know what I need to do there. But that purchase there kind of pushed us over the edge and said, let's do it. Gotcha. Well, I, I mean, it's, I can feel your enthusiasm. I think it's uh, amazing. And, uh, and, and, Paul, I really like what you've done with your hair. It, it looks amazing. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well Pete, Pete, there's a little contest. Uh, whoever can guess uh, my costume, my Halloween costume, uh, first gets a free Bass University hat. Wow. <laughs> Which looked good on you, by the way. Like, what? what is his costume? I would say, I don't know. 80s Pete? I, I think it's Paulette. It's not Paul, it's Paulette. <laughs> 80s Pete. 80s Pete. That's a good 80s guess. 80s Pete. Sweet. <laughs> is it true um, that each entry in the tournament trail will receive a, a full set of cash and fishing rods? <laughs> 
we're working on the math on that one. Um, but I, I, uh, I, I think we're, we're doing it the opposite way. If you buy somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 casting rods, you might get a free entry. So we're going to switch that around. Well, I, I, I tell you, you know, from the from the pro angler perspective, uh, one of the big things is exposure, um, and you know, fishing with the MLF and uh, the Bass Pro Tour, the Bassmasters, the 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 deal is exposure, exposure for your sponsors and their products. What what, what are the plans for this trail? Are are you going to be on a network? Or are you going to be uh, live on social? What, what what are your plans in that area? We have discussed the uh, foundation for live streaming um, every tournament. Um, since the announcement, we've had numerous network outlets contact <coughs> us. Um, you know, we're not we're not going to be geared in the same methodology. We are not creating something um, for network television to make a TV show. If it if it pans out and the network TV uh, works within the business plan. But but the goal is truly to create an environment that is that is best for the uh, angler and and their families and that's the first priority. Everything else will uh, you know will kind of material not materialize, but every everything else will holistically work together to to come to fruition. We we've had uh, I've had two calls for. Uh, network affiliation you know that will that will cover us that will be more than more than suitable good stand-up uh companies that we would be proud proud to be partnered with but um we're not in it to make a television show we are gonna we are gonna live stream we are gonna put as much coverage as we can out there hopefully technology continues to grow uh and and the cost of technology continues to evolve to where it's affordable to put put it in 125 boats well, that, that's, you know, I, I think that's the right direction. I, certainly exposure is going to be key. Um, I'm going to ask a tough question. Uh, MLF has dropped entry fees. Uh, I heard Bassmaster talk of lowering entry fees. Uh, I, I read where your entry fees are $5,000 for this trail, I guess, in the first year. Um what, how did how did you establish that and and you know that that that's a pretty heavy entry fee for a lot of guys. Absolutely, I mean it's definitely an investment there, as far as that entry fee goes for those six events. Um, if you look at the numbers, you know we've got on that press release an eighty twenty payback to those anglers. We're going to give away five hundred thousand dollars at each event. That individual at that one and three pay on those anglers at 44th position is going to make $9,000. So if you take that entry fee for $5,000, just say at the high end, your expenses are $2,000 for that week. Because basically we're looking from Sunday to Saturday for practice, media day, meeting, and then three days of the tournament. That individual at the high end on the expenses is still going to make $2,000. Now, I went out um, and probably surveyed about close to 60 or 65 uh, anglers currently on uh, the different circuits, and I put a myriad of payouts as far as spreadsheets goes, and I've got a list of them. I'm tired of seeing the Excel spreadsheets on my computer, I'll tell you that right now. But believe it or not, um, when we put up there the $100,000, and then you got down to that 
one and three boat payout area, and it was about seven thousand dollars, or you went from fifty thousand to thirty twenty fifteen, and then that forty fourth place was nine thousand. I'm not gonna shit you guys. Ninety eight percent of the guys chose that fifty to nine thousand. Not one guy chose that hundred thousand dollar payback because simply it was all about trying to make money at these tournaments where it was so top heavy mm-hmm. that a lot of guys if you either did, if you didn't shoot the moon and you still went out there and you know whatever it was is one in three boats you ended up losing money by the time all expenses were paid your entry fee and all that stuff you know you were basically in the red by a thousand or two thousand dollars so we went to the anglers asked what they wanted and yeah the entry fee to answer your question is high but there's a half a million dollars on the line right there and you go from 50 to 30,000 to 20,000 to 15 to 14, that's a pretty good top five right there. The other fact is the, the other fact is the truncated schedule. You're looking at you're looking at 30,000 on six tournaments. We're not we have a lot of people questioning the number of tournaments, but the reason we're 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 going with a with a minimum, you know, six tournaments in everybody's opinion compared to everybody else is to save time on the road. These anglers you know the, the the crowd that we're going for has they they have they have two hurdles either they don't have enough money or they don't have enough time going with a truncated schedule kind of meets in the middle um, to to cover both of those to where the overall dollar number is a little bit less you know annually and then the the amount of time off off you know off fishing is uh, is reduced as well well i i appreciate that and the the next question I have for you guys is uh, where where am I going fishing or is it I can you know we have the first three tournaments on the Delaware River and the Upper Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> Pete wants a discounted rate because you're wearing the Bass University hat. We're, we're taking sponsorships right now. All you gotta do is call Paul Benson up. He'll work it out with you as a deal as far as hosting that event. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, as far as the schedule goes, um, look, this is going to be coast to coast. It's the National Professional Fishing League. Um, the way that we set it up in the press release, and we talked about this, like I said, uh, a, a lot of hours. Uh, we're going to do two spring events, we're going to do two summer events, and we're going to do two fall events. Uh, number one, what that does, it helps it spread that time out for those anglers that if they do have a business or they do have a job, which 90%, 95% of these guys do, they also have families. This is going to give them enough time where it's so it's not so spring heavy, and they got to take all that time off from work or their business or away from their family. The other thing too is, we really believe that the market out west is begging um, for us to come out there. Whether it's uh, Clear Lake, it's Mead, it's Havasu, whatever it might be. Now, the one thing that we're going to do, and we keep in mind as far as scheduling goes and where we go, look, all lakes are open. Uh, we're going to be putting that schedule out probably mid next year and the reason that i say that is one of the things that we want to do for these anglers is we don't want to put one of our events on top of a bass open and the reason that we don't want to do that is i don't believe that an angler um should be taking away the opportunity to go to a classic to cash a check to put food on their table so one of the prerequisites that we said to these anglers if you come on board with us that we're never going to schedule on top of a bass open. Now, we might be a week before, a week after. I don't know. We're going to have to look at the logistics of that. But that's an important opportunity for these anglers out there that have dreams of raising a classic trophy, and we don't want to take that away from them. 
But you, uh, so what I hear you saying, like, that's your target audience. So you may have to conflict with a, a Bass Pro Tour or a, an elite tournament. And you're, sure. you're not so concerned about that as you are the, say, the coast is, what, where the coast is and, and the opens. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. What, what, uh, the coasters, the BFLs, and all that stuff. Look, there's only so many dates. There's only so many lakes. You know, we're all going to be vying for this and everything like that. But look, we do want a commitment as far as our trail goes. But the biggest thing to me, looking at schedule wise, you know, I want to look at the Bass Opens. I want to look at the coasters, the BFLs. You know, we'll be taking this all into consideration. But the key one for me, especially talking to anglers and kind of surveying them and, and getting their feelings, are those bass open days. Paul can also add to that. Well, I think I think we, we don't want to prioritize, and um, and not to talk out of school much, but one of the first things that, that we did was Al reached out to Bass and explained to him what was going on, who we were, what was happening. Um, everything that we've heard in response to that has been positive. Um we want to do exactly what we said we're, we're doing and give these guys another opportunity to make money. Um, I have the utmost respect for the Opens. I feel like the Opens is the hardest trail to qualify for, and it's and it's to, to qualify for the elites through the Opens is, is one of the toughest mountains in fishing, and it always has been. Um, that being said, if, if we prioritize, okay, don't schedule around the Opens, don't schedule around the Elites, don't schedule around the FLW Pro Circuit, don't schedule around the uh, FLW Tour, right? Didn't Coasters become Tour, I believe? And then the BFLs. Um, I think the BFLs, I think in, in all due respect, I have a lot of good friends that, that fish the BFLs and do wonderful. Um, if they want to step up, if they want to step up from the BFLs to another circuit, then we'd come into play. So I don't, I don't see there being a, a huge conflict with scheduling, you know, on top of BFLs. What we, what we probably will look out for more is that we're not scheduling on a 300 boat BFL at Hartwell the same week that they're fishing that type of deal. We, we want to be the good guys. We want to work with everybody. We want to partner with other organizations. We want to make this truly a, uh, 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 a good environment for the anglers in the industry to be profitable and make money. Mm. Mm. Beck, I you had a question. Uh, I have a, I do have a question. Um, I like everything that you're saying. I like the national part. You're clearly going to try to put tournaments across the country. Clearly, it's fishing and it's a league. The professional part in your title confuses me because I feel like what you're telling me that you're targeting are not the top-level pros of the sport. And I might personally be a little bit more sensitive to the term professional because I've lived for the last 13 years with people who have fought to get to that elite level um, in in this sport. So I feel like it's – this is my personal take. Don't be offended. I, I seem to like you. It's, I'm just saying this. Um, but <laughs> hey, professional seems like – like you're just throwing that around, which almost like – detracts or takes something away from these guys that have been doing this for 15 years to get to this elite level. Like I like what you're doing, but I don't see the part that it's a professional tour level because no one's ultimately qualified to get there. So I'm just like, how did you come up with the name and why use the word professional in there? Cause I almost find it confusing. What? Well, 
Well, we, we did shop. We were shopping for URLs, and we looked for, um, you know, as we've been referred to by other folks, we tried to buy the not the, the national not-so-professional fishing league, and it was already taken. So did did we, Boyd we, buy we, that we one? Got, boy, boy, we kind of got bamboozled. <laughs> we, got, we got pigeonholed into professional. Th- that being said, the, the, the definition professional always gets debated. On, on the manufacturer side, I get, I get hammered with that all the time. Um, I think the consensus is, is that somebody can make a living full-time from just fishing. That, 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 that's like where everybody, nobody discounts that if you make, if you make your primary income from fishing, then you're a professional. But let me ask the folks sitting at the table, you know, and, and, and Becky, you're included, you know, I, I, how many jobs do you have between Ike Live, between what you do behind the scenes at, at some other organizations like Bass U? Y'all wear a lot of hats. I would consider those full-time jobs. I can go down the list and talk about guys like Kelly J., uh, James Watson, people I know who who are truly professionals, but they still have that nine-to-five job uh, day in and day out. And in the Elite Series, MLF, every everywhere is littered with them. They're, the jobs may not be traditional per se, but I would say what y'all do off the water is just as taxing and important as as what what Ike does. In no way, in no way, do we want to lessen or disparage the sacrifice that the top one percent has made. All we're trying to do is give an opportunity to those folks. Um, I, I, you know, I've got I've got Ike's book sitting on my shelf right here. I've read it cover to cover twelve times. You know, going from working at Dick's and fishing as hard as you can. Uh, John Cruz is a good friend of mine, starting a company, going through college, doing doing everything he was doing while he was fishing to make his way. Um, I fished an open uh, with James Watson, the one he won at Table Rock. Day two, he was leading the event. I heard him taking phone calls you know, for, from the real estate office while he was leading the event on his home lake. I, I don't think that the general public understands the true sacrifice that folks have made to have their dream. All we're trying to do is give folks a, 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 a little bit of help and a, and, a, and a little bit of an easier path. Not not in any way would we take away the fact that, that Gerald Swindle swung a hammer roofing and would go straight to the lake and be up sometimes 24, 48 hours at a time to, to live out his dream and, and do that. We love those stories. We want those folks, you know, coming and helping us and, and showing you know, what they went through to get where they are, um, you know, so that people understand the sacrifices that are truly made, not just by the anglers, but by their families. Well, I that, that was an extremely tough question you threw. <laughs> and at this time, I would like to nominate Paul Benson for president. President. <laughs> and the way he handled that. President. 2024. I know. I, I agree with. I totally agree with what you're saying and allowing. You know, the the working man. I think that. I just think that our ultimate goal. My goal. Okay, it's my goal. Sorry, I'm not. What? Who am I grouping in with me? Just me. But um, I, I feel like that we should get to a point that our professionals don't have to have another full time job and kill Seven themselves jobs. in two careers and. What you're creating is almost saying, yeah, you you can have two careers and be a pro. 
where what I'm over here doing with my marketing company is trying to find a way for guys to only be a professional angler. So what, I respect what, what, what you say. I just my my view is different, and I'm good with that. In in order in order to be free from the nine to five job or the part time job or the supplemental income, I, I know guys trying to make it on the elite series who work three jobs, um, and they they kill themselves doing it. Our goal is to offer a platform for them to make enough capital to then go have the freedom to focus on fishing. Um, I don't think there's a professional angler out there who would who would disagree with the fact that that and, and I've heard Gerald talk about it. I've heard Mike talk about it. I've heard all these professional anglers talking about it at Bass University events, at seminars all over the place. You, you don't fish for a check. You fish for that next fish. When you focus on that next fish, the checks will come, and everybody puts it puts it out backwards. We we want to help. Uh, we're going to have an education uh, uh, branch of what we do because education's a big deal. Pete knows that I'm very passionate about talking to high schoolers, college kids, and saying, "Hey, th- th- this isn't how you do it to make the industry better. This is what we would like to see. These are the best practices that we've seen be successful. Anything we can do to to help." Uh, make the industry better you know is is the finite goal of of what we're doing and not just better for us but better for the anglers um we all have separate vested interests um al's got multiple companies that that he he owns and runs uh brad fuller has a very difficult personal job that he faces on top of owning omega custom tackle so we we are all guys wearing two and three hats at the same time our goal is not to be professional fishermen. We've seen it. We understand the sacrifices made. We understand the difficult road. Uh, we, we just get a, a, a much better blessing from lifting other people up and, and trying to give them their chance that they may or may not see. And I'm about as unprofessional as it gets in fishing. That's why I'm on this end and not that end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love a, I would love a like semi-pro setup like the like the Will Ferrell basketball movie. I'd be all in because that's kind of my style. But I, I, I don't know how many guys are gonna. And that's where the five thousand dollars comes in. Look, we 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 understand the dedication and the skin in the game. There isn't a single elite series pro who has thrown all of his pardon me Becky but manhood on the table, jeopardizing his his family his you know whatever career to to get to the level that he is these people have have literally given blood sweat and tears to be where they're at in no way do we want to lessen that um as far as the term professional goes i I, i'm i'm of the belief that that people who act accordingly and people who are good representatives of the um of the industry I, I see a lot of high school and, and college kids who I consider professionals in, in their actions um, versus some other professionals who are legitimate professionals. I mean, it, it that, that, that door swings both ways. Yeah. Uh, real quick, let me remind everybody, if you're watching and listening right now, <coughs> you've got a question or a comment for Al or Paul. If you've got a comment about uh, what's going on here and what we're talking about. Please hit us up on the IM, and we're going to pass them through. Riz, what do we got coming through right now? Uh, we had a good question from uh, Eric J, and he just wants Paul and uh, AI, 
AI to go a little bit deeper on how you're going to guarantee AI. the exposure. AI. <laughs> I'm artificial intelligence, man. Yeah. <laughs> AI, like the answer. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Iverson. We're from Philly, yeah. yeah. Um, he, wa- he wants you guys to go in a little bit deeper and, and kind of reiterate some of the some of the ways you're going to guarantee exposure uh, for your anglers. So if somebody signs on and, and gets with you to do the $5,000 a, a tournament, um entry fees how are you going to guarantee them exposure to maybe pick sponsors up um kind of grow their own brand all right so fishing so th- that's that's the big that's the big key right there uh, a big question everybody's talking about exposure not only for the anglers and their career their skills but also for their sponsors most of those sponsors are, are basically filling that bill if not all of it 80 percent of it whatever it might be you know our belief as far as an ownership group, uh, everything's about live streaming. It's about uh, the website. It's about social media. Uh, it's about that live streaming at launch, on the boat coverage, and at weigh-in. Uh, one of the big things and one big selling factor for us uh, when it comes down to the events is not only is it important as far as that on-camera boat coverage of those anglers and seeing their different personalities, seeing those fish catches, but my big belief, too, is a trailer weigh-in to the stage kind of like everybody's seen at the Classic. I mean, they're right there. You talk about fan involvement. You talk about exposure for uh, those particular anglers and their sponsors. When they pull up to that stage and they're sitting in the back of that boat, and either you know, their girlfriend, their wife, a friend, a dad, whoever pulls them up, we square them up, and from bumper to prop, their logo is out there from that 60 seconds to 120 seconds while they're weighing those fish up on stage there. And that's clear as a bell for everybody to see. So as far as that exposure goes there on that weigh-in part of it, I mean, that's going to be huge for these guys. We're also talking about different roundtables. You know, certain guys are going to be running Mercury Motors. Some guys will run some Yamahas. We'll have a Mercury uh, uh, Motor roundtable. Maybe some guys are are sponsored by, uh, you know, various other bait companies or cooler companies or apparel companies. We'll have roundtables with these guys, and we'll get that media exposure for them. And this will all be documented on our website, on our social media platforms, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. So I think that combination there, you know, a lot of people always talk about TV, TV, and TV. Honestly, for me, when it comes to watching bass fishing, and I know that this is not the safest thing, so all you kiddies, close your ears. I'm watching this going down the road on my iPad, you know, because I'm running and gutting all the time. Don't do that out there, kids. Get home, sit on your couch, get some popcorn. But I watch everything on my iPhone or my iPad or on my laptop. And that's really the key for us. We're not going to cut any corners when it comes to that live streaming exposure, simply because that's going to sell our product to bring in those anglers to get more sponsors for them and also for our trail. Al, Al, I, I like what you're saying. But I think I passed you on the way to the studio tonight. You almost ran me off the road. <laughs> what, what was it? Was it my electric Prius? <laughs> I got another good one from um, from Wawa Hoagie Lady. <laughs> no, from from Blake. Wakahatchee, uh, Texas. Um, Balake. Balake. Blake wants Ooh. to know. Um, are the tournaments going to be a first come first serve basis or are some of the potential pros going to have to submit a resume of other trail experiences to maybe get into your league? We, we, we have a huge 
undaunting task ahead of us of placing 125 uh, boat field. Um, three days ago, uh, you might have you might have gotten a little more uh, reservation about that task from us, and, and whether it was possible or not. In the last 48 hours, I have no doubt that we can field 125 foot. 125 boat field the issue is going to be we have um lots of great qualified anglers who we're going to have to tell no to um we're not going to the group the, the great part about it is al myself and brad all have uh pretty good personal networks within the fishing industry to where we can we can pre-qualify folks uh you know based on resume experience things of that nature that being said there will be a hundred percent transparency about the process where a lot of other folks say well we're going to do this or um you know do 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 team sponsorship dollars come in you know if if and i'm not i'm just grabbing a name but if evan rude were to come in and say hey we're going to sponsor it for two hundred and fifty thousand, but you have to put these six pros in um, you know, that's not on the table right now for what we're trying to do. There are other organizations that, that operate under methodologies as such. And, and historically, that's that's been a, a, a hurdle for some guys trying to get into different organizations. I, I will say at this point that, that there's nothing off the table. We have had calls, uh, texts, and messages from, you know, million dollar million plus dollar anglers and we've had calls texts and messages from high school kids college kids uh i got on this morning from two gentlemen that are are in their silver years over 60 years old great guys we we'd love to have them but uh, you know having to say i'm gonna pick one person over another is 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 the biggest the biggest problem because that's kind of counterintuitive to what we're trying to do. We want to be all inclusive as possible. That being said, we're not going to we're not going to shop from shop from uh, the current organizations as they exist. If people approach us, they approach us. That's that's one thing. But but we are not going to go and try to dangle uh, team or tour money in front of somebody to get them away from somebody else right right gotcha um we did have one question earlier guys we had uh mark jeffries on uh, in the segment right before you and he would kill me if i didn't ask this for him his question it is halloween yeah his question we're gonna we're going to go on BLT, I'm, I promise you. Okay. We, we, I know he, he keeps saying, will you be there? Will you be there? Uh, y- yes, we'll be there. It's just a matter of time frame. Um, you know, uh, we, we, we love him. We love y'all. We love uh, my good buddy, Pat Renwick. Hint, hint. Um, you know, we, 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 we want to be everywhere. Um, but at the same time, uh, y- y'all picked up the phone and called us first, and we're very, very <laughs> thankful and honored that you did. All right, so Mark's pass-on question tonight to you guys was, why sign a contract? He, he basically wanted to know, why why are you making these guys commit to sign a contract to fish this new league? Let me start with this, and then Paul, you'll end it on that one. Okay, so here's the benefit for not only the organization, but also for the anglers. Um, as everybody's read in the press release, 
we get these anglers on there, we're asking for a two-year commitment. We're giving you a platform to fish for three years because we're asking for two years commitment and an option for a third. We want to be able to make sure that these anglers, look, they have an out just in case some type of family tragedy, God forbid, something financially, whatever it might be. But the biggest party, whether it's the angler or the organization, number one, we want to market our anglers. We want to be able to show the personalities, build them up. Um, it's like any other you know, baseball team or football team or something like that. I'm not comparing us to the NFL or Major League Baseball. But we want to have some time in order to promote these guys. The other factor for the anglers, at least in my opinion, and I could be wrong, I've been wrong many times before, I think if they go, when we give them that media package and they go to these sponsors and they say, look, there's a platform out there, $30,000 entry fee, $50,000 for first place, one in three anglers, an entry fee championship where the bottom angler of the top 25 that qualifies for five grand just for making it, $50,000 right now that we're putting in from those entry fees throughout the year. They go to their sponsors and say, look, I've got at least two years in a, an option for a third to fish this, and I'm going to give you three years of exposure for your brand, your product, or whatever it may be. So I think as far as what we're offering them, um, and we're going to have some clauses in there. We're working all the logistics as far as the language and the lawyers and all that stuff. But I really think it's important, not only for the organization, but most importantly for the anglers, to be able to go to a uh, sponsor and say, look, I've got a platform for two years, possibly three if I want to take it. And they can sell them on giving them and, and, and basically investing in their talents to go out there and fish for big money. Paul, what do you want to add? Uh, I think the contract will be a will be a mute point once everybody reads it and sees it and and sees that motivation behind it. We're I'll go back to transparency. Um, you know, our, our goal our goal is to be a hundred percent transparent. We're not pulling any kind of you know smoking mirrors or or you know tricks with these guys. This is these guys' livelihoods. Somebody's going to hand us thirty thousand dollars annually to participate in our organization. I'm going to protect him tooth and nail to ensure that he gets his return on investment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yep. I get that. And by the way, I, I want that Bash University hat and you are Pat Renwick. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I, I'll send you a cashing hat. I'm probably overdue. You probably asked me for one like six months ago. And <laughs> I did too. It hasn't, it hasn't materialized yet, but, uh, yep, that's three of them. it, it, it if, if I can talk a little about, a little bit about that coming up, I am so looking forward to spending some time with, with Pete at the, at the home court, uh, you know, in the next few weeks, we're going to, we're going to, uh, practice what, what's, I know Christmas has Festivus. I don't know what the week before Thanksgiving is called, but, uh, Pizza it, strength, baby. Pizza strength. It'll be awesome. <laughs> looking forward to it i really am paul looking hey, forward to spending some time with so you. if anybody's watching obviously uh we the system's crashed here paul you guys hey. might know this but we're audio still I, running but our video died about 10 minutes ago hey, I, 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 I want to tell you something real quick pickleball you need to get in it's a sport made for you pickleball <laughs> get into pickleball i'm going to leave you guys a real short quick story about pickleball we started playing about four years ago you look at it on TV or you look at it on YouTube and you see these old folks down in Florida, pitter-patter, all that stuff. Us young guys out there, we go out and we just try to welt the hell out of one another. We don't care about the points. We want to just mark up the other opponent. Believe it or not, 
I started playing this with some buddies of mine. Two months later, I had a meeting with a, a trucking company, sat down at dinner. This guy's from Seattle, Washington. You can look this story up. He knew the family that invented the game Pickleball. I said, how did they come about the name? They took a badminton net, put it on the ground, used wiffle balls, and they kept hitting it far away. Their dog, Pickle, would run after it, grab it, and bring it back. Hence wow. the name. Oh, There's wow. some packs for you right there that are just out of the ordinary. Can, can I give a different perspective on Tackle Warehouse since we're, we're, we're reminiscing here a little sure. bit? Sure. Um, some folks may know I, I, I work on the manufacturing side of the fishing industry. Um, we are a, a small 100% made in America rod manufacturer out of Sanford, North Carolina. Great rod. I, I encourage everybody, while we have a huge independent dealer network that we are very appreciative of, Tackle Warehouse, as a, uh, as a vendor of Tackle Warehouse, they treat us phenomenally. They do not, uh, they do not slight us by size. They, they, they ensure, they ensure, help ensure that American made products stay in business. They take care of us. They're, they're wonderful, wonderful people. I was glad to see Corey and Daniel on. Um, I heard that they both might be on the lamb from from Nashville. Some experiences in Nashville, but I'll let them fill you all in, in on that after the <laughs> yeah, show. We fished with their boy for a couple of days there. <laughs> yeah, Nashville. Yeah. Corey, Corey, right now is thinking, how in the heck did we let Cash and Rod slip through the cracks? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, guys, I, I appreciate you coming on. This was very, very insightful for me, and I know for a lot of the listeners and viewers of Ike Live, uh, we have a, a better understanding now of what mm -hmm. this is all about. We sure do. Uh, and, and, again, anything that grows the sport that's going to get more people involved and, and make it more of a professional sport, I'm all for it. So, guys, Al, Paul, thank you. Al, yes, I, I yes, mean, AI, AI, thank AI. you. AI, baby. AI. Hey, appreciate you guys. Uh, happy 100th show. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you very much. And of course, it's an honor. Thank you all. You got it. Thanks, Paul. All right. If you're still listening right now, hang in there with us. We're going to try to reboot. And if we don't, thank you for watching and listening. <laughs> this was show 100. Uh, it might be the last show. <laughs> how, how fitting. that it, yeah, Just, just, let, just crash. Same, same yeah. way we started. Going yeah. out the way you came We're in. We're going out the way we came in. <laughs> Guys, hang, right. hang with us. We're going to reboot the computers here and uh, see if we can get back up and running with you. we still got a ton of people on uh, on all the platforms, so stick with us. We're going to we're gonna bring it back. We thank you, Rocket. Lots of surprises and fun coming in the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> he cut me out. Lots of surprises and fun at the next segment. Okay, bye. How bye. Many, how many people do I need to take us out? Pete, do you want to take us out? Now? Take us out. <laughs> take us out, Pete. <laughs> Daniel, take us out. We'll be right back, bitches.